welcome to Happy Dance, the podcast for dance teachers by dance teachers. I'm here with the amazing Emma, who used to teach me and inspired me. So I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, can you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your dance journey? Oh my goodness. So I'm Emma. Emma Wright. Do I, do you, I sound like I'm being James Bond or something. Emma. Emma <laughs> <Wright>. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a dance teacher now, but obviously like most dancers started at like a really young age about three years old when my mum took me to dance lessons and um, back home in Aberdeen so I'm from Scotland um yeah danced all my life went on to move to London when I was 17 to go to Italia Conti um trained there for a few years then I went to um Stella Mann Dance College as well to get my teaching qualifications like my ISTD teaching qualifications um went on to work as a dancer so did like tours uh, cruise ships all that kind of stuff and then um, yeah then met my now husband um and so decided that dancing wasn't for me anymore not professionally not in terms of touring and like traveling around the world um and that's when I went into teaching in a nutshell <laughs> awesome so did you find there was a real difference between dancing in Aberdeen and then when you moved to London was it a bit of a a different way of teaching or was it very similar? No, the, the way of teaching is really similar and I was really lucky to go to an amazing dance school in Aberdeen. In fact, the lady who runs that school, Karen Berry, is like the head of, oh, I'm probably going to give the wrong title, but she works in the RAD. She's really high up in the RAD and does like a lot of the education programs and helps design the syllabus. And so she's really, although it was in Aberdeen, which isn't a particularly big place like it was a really an amazing dance school um so no the teaching was was really similar the only difference being that obviously in Aberdeen it's quite it's not it's not tiny but it's a, it's a small city and so like um I can't even think how to worry this it's like I was this sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet like I was like quite a good, good dance Moved to London where you're going somewhere like Conti's where everyone's an amazing dancer I was like oh whoa this is really really scary but uh, no, on the whole not all that different. So you finished um, college then you went on to cruise work and things then afterwards did you go into yeah. secondary school or did you teach for other people's schools or what was the next step? Yeah other yeah other people's schools I never intended to be a secondary school teacher that all just happened by chance um, but no when I left when I decided not to dance professionally anymore um, so I did loads of teaching for other colleges and other schools like juggling jobs here there and everywhere I also got into um, promo work loads of promotion work and event management and then there was a huge financial crisis and so event management was my main earner and there's this huge financial crisis and all of a sudden there was no work so I still had my teaching work but there wasn't so much of it because dance schools were struggling and um, there was no event management work and I was reading the stage newspaper one day and there was an advert for a community dance teacher in a place called Malden <laughs> never even heard of Malden and um, I hadn't even been to Essex before before that <laughs> and um, so I thought yeah I'll apply for this job literally honestly did no research <laughs> and rocked up at this enormous secondary school it was probably one of the biggest in Essex I think and I um, was like what on earth am I doing here had never taught in a normal dance a normal school before and um, I think even at one point 
I don't know if you remember him, but Mike Applewhite was in on my inter on my interview, and um, he was like, he even said to me, do, "Have you done this before?" I was like, "Well, not really." <laughs> and he was like, "I'd use countdowns." So obviously nobody was listening to me, so I was like using countdowns. And then, like honestly, if I, I think I had to teach a year eight class for my interview, I had them doing step kicks from the corner, jetting, <laughs> like full-on dance class um yeah I remember the bell ringing and being like oh it's a, it's a lesson got to finish now they're like yeah you're just meant to plan an hour's lesson <laughs> I just got so so carried around no clue what I was doing and um but it was meant to be a community role so I was going to be running the clubs and stuff so I think they were like well it doesn't matter if she can't teach normal classes because you know she'll run the clubs and um but then yeah I got home and I said to my um to Dan I said you know I definitely not got that job I had no clue what I was doing and then that evening yeah I got a phone call from Plume saying yeah we really liked you we'd we'd like to give you the job but what we'd like to do is we'd like to I had my diploma from um dance college but I didn't have a degree so they were like we'd like to pay for you to to get your degree and we'd like to put you through your um teacher training so I never set out to be a secondary school teacher it just kind of happened and I was like well yeah. this is an amazing opportunity so let's go for it and then yeah ended up staying at Plume for I don't know a number of years eight years maybe I think so yeah but I loved it there and I yeah I'm so glad I did it but it was never a part of the plan no and then what was the deciding factor on you moving back to private teaching to leaving secondary school um, teaching and starting your own business Liberty Dance yeah so I I always wanted to own my da own dance school like even from a kid that was like my ultimate dream I wanted to go and perform and then I wanted to have my own dance school but you know it's tough like as you know it's really tough setting up your own business and you need the time and you need the money and so when I got a job as a secondary school teacher that was steady income you know it was regular hours you know it was just much more security um, and then I had kids and so when I had my first son I went back to teaching at Plume, but just part-time. And then when I had my second son, I had my two kids quite close together. And so I think part of it was childcare costs. I was like, it's gonna cost me like almost all I earned to put my kids into childcare. I was like, there is just no point in me going back to work. And luckily, I'm really lucky that you know, my husband could support us. And so he was like, just stop working for a while. Um, and at first I was like, it's amazing I don't have to work you know? I'm just gonna be this lady of leisure and <laughs> but yeah I thought I was gonna love it but as much as I love obviously love being a mum I really really missed working but needed something work for me so just yeah a few of the, my then mummy friends were like oh well you know you could teach our kids how to dance and I was like, oh, yeah I'll rent a church hall on a Saturday morning and that's what I did and it just kind of went from there yeah just grown so you started um, Liberty was there a age or style you were like yes I really want to teach that particular style or that age or I've got this goal no um no I, I kind of knew like when you start a dance school you generally always start with the little ones so I knew it was always going to be the little ones I'd have um I knew ISTD, I'm qualified with ISTD, so that just made sense to that. And I think when you're new, you've got a new dance school, it's quite nice having a syllabus because you've got something, <laughs> you know, you can cling on to that. Like this, this little syllabus is telling me what to do. So it's fine. Yeah. 
Um, no, no, there was just, yeah, it kind of just evolved quite naturally. Like I had a few mums that wanted ballet. So I was like, yeah, cool, we'll put in a ballet class. I had somebody who was like, oh, actually, my kid would like to do tap. I was like, brilliant, let's add on a tap class. And it just kind of grew really naturally. There was no, there probably should have been, but there was no plan. <laughs> Well, that's really nice, though, that you got feedback from everyone and got to grow with them almost. Do you have a favourite age or style or to teach? Uh, uh, age, I don't know. I think I really like teaching like the young ones, like five, six-year-olds, because they're still at that stage where they're quite innocent and not all of them have many inhibitions. They're willing to think and go for anything. And if you tell them that we're gonna have an imaginary snowball fight today then that's what they'll have and it's great and they go for it and um, but then i also really like, am teaching the older ones like your vocational students because then that's i can really push them and i can really give them challenging work and that challenges me as well and i can get all creative so yeah no there's yeah i like, I like both oh lovely have you managed to keep some of your vocational work now you've set up liberty or is it no, I haven't even got any yet. So I'm like, my eldest is 12. So we're not quite at the vocational age yet, but that's I'd like, yeah, from back, back in the day when I was teaching them. Yeah, I miss, I miss that. I can't wait for my little ones to grow up. I'm like, come on, <laughs> let's get through the grades. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone starts with little ones and then they grow and then they slowly get older ones. Yeah. Like we're only just really now. I've just had my first two go to uni over the start with me when they were teeny tiny which has been really lovely but yeah I think it is such a process and obviously oh, as they get older the more and more tend to drop out because the pressure of school or they want to do something else or if it's a Saturday they want their Saturdays free and stuff like that so there's always a bit of a risk oh my associated with them I feel so incredibly old right now so literally I taught you you've gone to uni you've now taught people who now go to uni I'm like, oh what does that make me <laughs> it was it was m six form though wasn't it so it's it was, as if i was primary like school <laughs> i've got um, teachers that taught me when i was like two three that are like lauren don't even talk to me about your teams i cannot process it <laughs> because yeah. i do not want to know that they're going to come back with kids <laughs> yeah oh gosh it's crazy it i can't remember how many years ago the first time it happened to me and my um my husband came home from work and he was like oh you know we've got this um new guy in today and you taught his girlfriend at plume and i was like oh my god i taught my husband's colleagues <laughs> and um yeah but that was a good few years ago now and that was the first time it happened and i was like oh god i'm really old now <laughs> <laughs> but just think of how many people you must have inspired during that time oh, i hope so <laughs> Well, you definitely inspired me. I still remember um, some of the warm-ups we used to do and I still talk about different things. So definitely, you definitely had an impact. I still use some of them now. And I, yeah, I think on a couple of the lockdown days, I was like, right, I'm just going to do my warm-up just myself on my own, just to kind of keep me going. They're really hard. Because <laughs> I'm so, like, like I join in sometimes. A lot of the time I'm just like shouting, like shouting at the students, like, come on, let's go, and shouting out the moves and actually if you just like give it everything you've got and do them they're really hard <laughs> yeah I think it's actually quite a struggle to get the balance right between joining in with them so they feel comfortable just yeah. giving it a go and dancing and doing the moves and actually 
standing back and not moving and just kind of yelling encouragement and being like you know it you've got this I think actually finding that balance is quite hard I think yeah uh, yeah definitely it's definitely hard balance to find I like and I I hate to say it but they're, they're, you sometimes see videos of dance classes where the dance teacher is right at the front and it's almost like they're the star of the show and all the students are in the back and I'm like oh I don't know I just feel that you know you, you've had your time yeah. <laughs> like, you, you need to do that and you need to show them all the energy they need and show them to have no inhibitions and be confident and to go for it but also you know give them their time to shine your your time's over <laughs> I completely agree like I would a few parents are like oh you should have a number in the show and I'm like no it's not yeah. it's not about me I want you to see how far they've come and see my ability as a teacher from that perspective I don't need to don a tutu and show you some great repertoire piece to almost yeah. prove, prove my worth I'm like no my worth comes oh. from seeing them grow and seeing them yeah. develop and get more confident and like see them when they're two to when they're six and things like that although in saying that I remember my dance teacher when I was growing up she would always do a dance in every dance show we did she would always do a dance and actually as a kid I loved that like every year you'd be like goodness what song is she going to dance to and what's her costume going to be and you get really like excited about seeing what she was going to do but it's more just when they do group dances and the students are almost like the backing ensemble oh yeah yeah that's probably just a personal thing with me like I don't think I'd yeah I'd want to put myself through a solo or whatever and I'm like I've got enough to stress with backstage I don't want to have a curtain call I want to just be able to yell at kids to line up straight and make sure they're quiet side stage when the next group's dancing and everything like that. (laughs) I'm exactly the same. (laughs) So obviously this has been a bit of a a weird time for everyone. Like this year has just felt like almost a blip, hasn't it? It's just COVID's happened and everything's kind of almost paused. How have you found it, like personally, professionally? Um personally fine actually um I as a family we have a really really hectic lifestyle we are so busy and we're always driving the kids here there and everywhere and trying to juggle a million things and so actually there's there's quite a lot of lockdown that I miss bizarrely like we were lucky we were very healthy we didn't have any health issues but we had time to pause and we had family dinners every night we went out walking every day with a dog and like just proper quality together time and just time to pause and chill out and not be stressed and running around all the time so actually yeah personally I liked elements of it I mean I miss seeing like I agree I, I think the same I really liked the fact we all had Sunday roast together every week and yeah we'd take the dog for long walks and that type of thing and even from some of my students like they went away and they learned to ride their bike during lockdown and things like that I think the family element I think it's the same reason why I like Christmas is it's uncompromised family time like you don't have to feel guilty about just spending time just your little little family yeah. bubble yeah. absolutely um but yeah professionally I t- it wasn't too bad I think situations are what you make it yes it's not ideal we'd all much rather be together in person but thank goodness we're in, in an age when we've got the technology that we can carry on and you know and we had we had some really fun times on zoom and it's tough because not every student gets on with zoom particularly the younger ones and that's that's where the struggle is but you just 
it is what it is and you just have to get on and make the best of it I think but yeah it's not ideal but it is what it is <laughs> yeah definitely do you have any tips or tricks for surviving zoom oh, that you've discovered gosh. that you're like oh I'm gonna use this every week because this really worked oh, um anything that involves kids showing you things from home like they love that scavenger hunts you know find me something that begins with the letter d you know <laughs> and they will go like they love that because they love show like you know what it's like when they when even when they're in class they all the little ones come in with their toys and they want to show you things and like at home they've got like a million things to show you so giving them the opportunity to do that in a structured way like they loved it they yeah anything that involves that they loved it yeah we did loads of treasure hunts and things like that that they just adored like every week they'd be like what are we going to find now what colour yeah. is it going to ask for and yeah. I'd always try and throw in some really hard ones to like trick their brains so they'd have to really engage yeah. like today in princess class a few weeks ago and I said in Little Mermaid she uses a, a dingle hopper to brush her hair yeah and you find me one and literally I thought this is going to take them a while like they're gonna to have to think about this one every single box had disappeared and came running back with a fork like yep yeah. <laughs> what's next Lauren I'm like oh, stumped I me think, I think it's funny I think it's funny when you do these scavenger hunts and you see the parents bless them frantically running in the background trying to help their kids find things I'm like oh bless them <laughs> I think yeah. they Really enjoy it as well I think that's what's been nice most of the parents have kind of sat and watched the class yeah. they always get like a little show every week yeah yeah acro acro is a challenging one on zoom but you know yeah. we've just done loads of flexibility work and strengthening work and we did like some games as well you mean challenges and you know just to keep it like the parents helped a little bit you know so but yeah I think they're missing they're missing their tumble yeah, I can imagine. I'm quite, we don't do acro, so I can imagine that one was very, very difficult over Zoom. I really know what. Um, leaps and stuff like that, trying to keep their levels up, especially some of the older ones. We yeah. so much like stretching and muscle work and stuff just so they don't lose it over yeah. the break. Oh, if you ever decide to do acro, um, acrobatic arts is amazing. Highly recommend it. Oh, really? I have looked at them, but where it's not a huge chunk of money but it is a, yeah. a sum yeah. is it worth it is it not so I'll just have another another little look it's good so through all your years of teaching do you have any standout moments where someone said something either a person or a teacher has given you some advice that you will always remember oh my goodness um <laughs> <laughs> I can't think now um, <laughs> do you know what just dance like always dance like you love it like I never I could never understand like you'd go to like when I left college and I'd go to professional classes at pineapple or dance attic or what have you and I could, I could never understand dancers who didn't dance like they love it like you know for me I love dance so much that every dance I do is a performance because there's no fun, there is no fun in marking a dance. There is no fun in doing a dance with half the energy. Like you're only gonna get the most out of it if you give it everything you've got. So yeah, I guess more advice as a dancer really, but <laughs> rather than a dance teacher. But yeah, I think just, yeah, sorry, I've lost, I've completely lost track here, but yes, I think just, yeah, give it everything you've got. You only get back what you put in, so go for it. A hundred percent. I think that translates to everything in life. 
yeah that's true don't just float through give everything you've got because what's what's the harm like you yeah might fail but you also might soar so why not just give it give it everything you've got every time and you will succeed that's my personal opinion you can only control yourself so if you give it 100% you've left everything you can out there and even if you don't succeed like you know gosh the amount of auditions I went to where you know I gave everything I got and I didn't get the job even if you don't succeed you can't say it through lack of effort you know you're not going to look back and be like oh I could have tried harder you know just go for it yeah definitely 100% agree and I think it's that failing that made me more confident like I was so shy as a kid and I think dance taught me that you can fail and it's okay it's not the end of the earth you just get up and you try again and then you will eventually succeed yeah and that's it and that is a amazing thing with dance and what I try to convey to parents that it's not all about being a dancer. Like obviously they're coming to lessons to learn the steps and learn the technique. And that's all fantastic, but there's so much more you get from dance lessons. So yeah, definitely so many life lessons you can get from dance. A hundred percent. So obviously you've got a family and a really busy family and a dog and everything like that. How do you find the balancing of the two, the running your business with family life do you know goodness up until recently so far so good um so because I only my dance school only runs on Saturday at the moment um so my husband wouldn't be working he can look after the kids um when the kids I do all my admin work my prep work when the kids are in school so it's it's all fine um but the, the school is now at a stage where it needs to grow and it can't just survive being a Saturday school anymore. It needs to go to other days. I can't teach on those other days. So it's all about delegating, which I'm not very good at. I always want to do everything myself. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like asking people to do things for me. Um, so yeah, the, the juggling family life, work life, it's been okay, but it's, I think it's gonna get harder. But um, I think I've just got to learn to ask for help and to delegate and take other people on board into liberty to help me out but um I just want to teach every class I just I want to be in control of everything and I'm not very good at yeah abdicating control (laughs) yeah definitely I found the first when I hired my first teacher I was then still working seven days a week I was like no I'll be I'll be at every class I want to join in I want to dance even if I wasn't teaching I was like assisting and just kind of building that bond and I did have to kind of force myself to be like no I'm taking this weekend off so she can teach the classes because I trust her completely yeah and I will never I will never do it if I don't start somewhere so yeah so I got my got my Sunday back (laughs) but it took me a while because like you said I love to to be in the in the studio and create and just see them all and hear their stories and everything like that but I realized that actually I think having that day back as just a me day made me a better and more productive teacher for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's, re- it's really hard. And I think I read somewhere and I don't know how true this is. I think it's in one of these, uh, one of these um, dance books about running a dance school, dance school business. And we're like, don't name your school after yourself. <laughs> so like, I wouldn't want to be the Emma Wright dance school because then every parent wants Emma Wright to teach them. So like everyone wants like the head teacher to teach them. So they were like, they school something else. Cause then 
anyone can teach the kids and they're not going to be like oh but that's not that's not the principle you know so <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not but I remember reading that and I was like right okay I'm not going to yeah, not having, I didn't on calling it myself anyway but yeah <laughs> yeah that is really interesting because thinking about it the two schools that I went to when I was a kid were both named after the teacher and then she was the only teacher they had that taught but I remember thinking when I named mine that Lauren Manning wasn't a very flouncy name whereas all the other dance schools had like really flouncy fancy sounding names and I was like Lauren Manning just sounds a bit ordinary to be the name of a dance school yeah I don't know I never wanted to call mine after myself and I think you know if eventually like things took off and I wanted to branch out of different branches that necessarily I wouldn't be at other people would be running them then it doesn't make sense to be in my name and so yeah long term I was thinking that it's better have a more generic name yeah no I agree that was why I st- um, settled with up in lights as well because I thought I wanted it to be about them as well not about me yeah so yeah using my name um, so future plans what have you got any goals for liberty going forwards or is it just kind of where it takes you organically a bit of both I think yeah it will it will just go where it goes and it will grow organically um gosh I really don't know I'd love to I'd love to get a bit bigger so we can like hire bigger theatres and put on bigger shows like I love like I know putting on shows is ridiculously stressful but I love it I love seeing the kids on stage and the parents and the audience all getting emotional like I love that and I'd love for them to have that experience of doing it in like a proper big theatre but I don't have enough students to to warrant that yet I mean we still do put on shows and we hire small theatres but um yeah I'd love to build it to that stage but I also I don't want to get massive like I want to know all my students and I want like what I love about my dance schools and I call it our liberty family because they're all so lovely and like I do I know all of them and I know the parents and you know I don't want to get to that stage where I'm like I've got hundreds of kids and I don't even know half of them so it's just yeah a fine balance for me I don't really know where it's going to go but I hope it gets big enough to put on a big show (laughs) yeah I completely agree I think it's about finding that balance and as we've um, as I've grown my school I've always been very aware of even though it's getting bigger I don't want to lose that kind of small dance school feel yeah so if the class is getting too big I'll just split it and make it two rather than yes adding kids when I probably could because I've got the space and like at the moment obviously it's two meter boxes so yeah it's a bit more tricky but previously I'd have had the space and things for more kids and I'm not because I don't want to not know all their names or exactly, not yeah. give each of them that bit of feedback and that cheering on moment that yeah moment. and that's yeah that's where I think my dance school's strength is is that we have that family environment and I really want it to be an all-inclusive school I don't want it to be one of these schools where you've got the ones that are really good and they're always at the front and they're always getting all the praise and all the attention and everyone else is just kind of you know in the background joining in yeah. I want everyone to get the same attention I want everyone to get the same feet not the same feedback but you know their share of the yeah. feedback and um yeah I I was I was very brave and I did a survey to parents about it must be about a year ago now um where I was where I just asked them I was like what is my strengths and what is my weaknesses and where can we go from here and that was one of the strengths was that we were a family and that that classes weren't overly full I think 
and um, there's other dance schools that you know they've got the space for it. and like you say they might have but they might have like 30 kids in a class and when they put on a show you can't even tell whose kids who because they're all kind of squashed onto this stage and you know I, yeah that, like there's a place for that school but it's it's not for me yeah and I think you have to do what works for you at the end of the day like how I run my school might be another teacher's idea of a nightmare but then vice versa and I think you, yeah with kids they might not think my style of teaching's the best way and someone else might think it's the best thing ever so I think there's room for everyone because there's just so yeah. many different types of people isn't there yeah I totally agree and I'm like I would never ever badmouth another school or anything I just I do I just think yeah there really is room for everyone and you've got some schools are really good at competitions and that's like they're 14 you've got schools are like really want to get them through all the grades and you know send them off to dance college and that's great you've got schools that just want to focus on being more fun and all inclusive like there is so that hopefully there is a dance school for everyone then you know by doing that yeah 100 percent and I love I love your bravery with sending out this questionnaire. I'm thinking, oh, I should do that. And then my inner voice is going, oh, do I want to know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Do it, do it. Because honestly, it was really informative and really helpful. Um, and yeah, not as scary as I originally thought. <laughs> Did you use that information you got from the questionnaires to kind of market going forwards or did it change um, much at all? Um, oh, a little bit uh, like so at the time I sent it I was looking at another venue that I was going to potentially start using as well and I wanted to know if people were willing to travel to other venues and you know it turns out they're, they're not so much <laughs> so it certainly helped with that um yeah it just helped me yeah to know that I, I was doing the right thing in, in keeping classes small and doing the way I was doing it and then also like parents were like actually we'd quite like a dance class and we'd quite like a street dance class and I'm like right okay this is something we can maybe factor in they wanted a theatre class I was like brilliant that's not what I'm going to teach but let's get another teacher and let's do it and um, you know so yeah it was it was really helpful amazing and then do you find that you get most of your students through word of mouth or do you advertise on Facebook or newspapers or yeah no word of mouth um yeah I, I mean I, I put posts on Facebook um, and occasionally you'll get somebody going oh I've seen your post on Facebook um, you know can I can I come along and I'm but the majority of them I, it's, it's messages saying oh hi my friend's daughter goes to your dance school can I get my kid in too it's yeah it's it's more of that than anything which is great because it means that the people are recommending me and that's that's fantastic yeah and they'll know what you're about as well because someone else has told them their yeah. experience so it's not as if they're coming in blind going oh I hope it's for me they'll yeah. know that's so funny because that's exactly what we find um, that it's all kind of word of mouth even if it is over Facebook so things like people recommending us on groups I always think is yeah. lovely yeah. and it yeah. always shocks me how many people do not take the time to say thank you to the people that have recommended them oh yeah yeah so like on the Facebook page even if they're not the person that's asked for recommendations for a, a two-year-old ballet class doesn't come to me I'm very I always go down the list and anyone that's recommended me I will send them a little message saying thank you so yeah. much it really I really appreciate it because they didn't need to at the end of the day forwards it's meant that I've been recommended a hell of a lot more because the same people that I've thanked will then do it again yeah, and then people yeah. see that and think oh actually 
yeah day to say and then other people will be tagged and don't even comment or just send a link i'm like i get there but i think if they've taken 15 seconds out their day to type your name in and write a little message you can take 15 seconds out of your day while you're having a wee or in the bath or in bed scrolling facebook to go thank you so much send yeah absolutely you've now just confessed to um do facebook on the toilet (laughs) (laughs) everyone does it (laughs) everyone does it in the bath or wherever you are really (laughs) yeah no manners manners cost nothing and yeah oh it's been so so amazing talking to you thank you so much so to end what would be your advice or a tip or do you have a page you'd like us to look at to follow you or um ending note um okay so my biggest my biggest tip is to and I think I only got better at this when I became a parent is to always try and put the shoe on the other foot so all I see on the dance teacher like social media groups you know that dance teachers belong to is I'd say maybe nine out of ten posts are complaining about parents like you know oh I'm so fed up with dance parent this and dance mom that and blah 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 and I'm like yeah I get it you know but these parents are paying you for a service and they want the best service that they can get so and I think like so my um my son is a gymnast and the biggest thing that I want from his coach is feedback I and I am not I'm probably that annoying gym mom that like most dance teachers get annoyed with their dance because you know but every now and then I will say to his coach right can I just get a bit of feedback can you just tell me how he's getting on because they I send him into these sessions he spends hours there he comes out and I take him home and I get my eight-year-old version of what's happened but I, I just yeah just so I think it's made me appreciate how dance mums feel you know they just want the best for their kids they just want to know their kid is having fun they want to know they're progressing um they just want a bit of feedback and at the end of the day they're paying us for a service so whilst it's very easy to complain about dance parents we need them because without them we wouldn't have a business so I think embrace it and just kind of try and put the shoe on the other foot and yeah and just enjoy it enjoy the fact that they love that they're so passionate about their kids dancing and yeah I yeah I know it can be stressful but that would be my biggest tip (laughs) yeah a thousand percent I completely agree I think that's why I try and post like videos from classes and things even if the dance isn't perfect yet or it's just something we've started because I think even if their kid isn't the best in the group everyone appreciates seeing their journey and yeah. I think for the outside world it also means that parents that are looking to join you aren't like oh my god my kid is not going to be that good at the start what am I going to yeah. do and that kind of pressure and I think it takes it off and it shows that everyone starts somewhere and everyone grows and so I love showing different kids in different stages of their lives and this is when they first learnt to play and this is them now doing their first pirouette and things like that so I think it's so important like you said to give that feedback because everyone wants to know they're growing yeah that's so true and I've never I've never thought of it from that way because it's so easy to kind of go oh my goodness this kid's doing an amazing jetty today let's put that on Facebook and you know 
it's very easy to show the best things all the time but you made a really good point that actually sometimes you just want to show you know kids just progressing and you know doing the ordinary stuff because people might watch that and be like oh brilliant actually my kid could fit in there so yeah that, I never thought of it that way but that's very true and also it shows them what they're actually doing in class because so so often I'll get they'll get out of class and they'll be like so what what did my kid do she's saying something about pizzas and I'm like oh that's to teach this <laughs> and yeah. people remember certain things but may not necessarily feed it back yeah <laughs> I am I was thinking of that earlier when I was thinking about like your podcast and what we're going to talk about. And um, yeah, I, I remembered teaching on Zoom and we had builders in at the time. And if you ever listen to a dance lesson, but don't actually see it, it can sound like the most bizarre thing. And my builder was like, he said, I walk past the room and you were telling your kids to get into a cereal box. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, they're not actually getting into oh, what you were imagining. Oh, you're going to have to tell me what is that? What, what were you teaching at the time? No, plies. So I always, whoever's paying the most attention, gets to choose what kind of cereal we have, and we climb into our Cheerios box or what have you. And if they stick their bottoms out, that box is going to break, and Cheerios are going to go everywhere. <laughs> we say it like in the toaster and I'm like you don't want to burn your bum <laughs> oh, I like that but honestly if you think to the, an outside person they must be like yeah. what on earth are you talking about <laughs> oh, I love it I love um, all the creative ways that teachers come up with to teach different moves yeah, like, yeah. it's so visual as well I think it's yeah. a special type of creativity to teach dance absolutely absolutely you just need to be a little bit bonkers and that's probably a great, that's probably a great tip to end on is be a little bit bonkers yeah, I was gonna say on that note I can't think of a better a better ending note so thank you so so much for being on my podcast today uh, I can't put into words how much I appreciate it and appreciate your time so thank you so much well, you're most welcome it's really nice to see how successful you've been so oh. it's leaving bloom that is the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening and have an amazing day.